Hello everybody, welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast, we're back again ahead of another uh, weekend's Premier League action. It's nice to be back isn't it, it was the international break which saw a win and a loss for England and uh, the same really for Wales and a few of the uh, home nations but we're back into Premier League action now and uh, delighted to say, I'm, I'm Mark Jones by the way, I'm normally on the other side of this but I don't know where Aaron Flanagan's gone so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be the host today and with Just me today, AWOL. AWOL isn't he, yeah so that voice you just heard was James Whalen, how are you mate? I'm very well thank you. And also today we've got Matt Lawless. Hello, okay. how are you? I'm good, yeah, it's good being this side. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, it feels weird. I'm in your chair today. Yeah. Oh, I, need, I need to watch what I say on this one because I was told by someone who listened to the last one I was on yeah. last week that I say a particular word too often on this podcast. Really? D- should we guess the word or yeah, just see on. if it comes up? I was t- and, and I was like, no, no, I don't. And I listened back to it. Actually, I do, yeah. Go on, mate. I'll let you go first. What do you reckon? Well, and <laughs> yeah, well, so we'll, 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 we'll see how it unfolds. To see if it keeps uh, coming up. I, I mean, I, I'm probably yeah. I'm going to try and not say it. But go on. What is it? The word. I, and well, it's one of these words that like I think to myself, no, I don't say that. But actually, I listened back to the podcast. I was like, oh my god, I said it 15 times. The word was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. He says lots of synonyms for that. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it's because we were talking about Wales and they were really good. So you haven't said it there, have I? So, um, so uh, terrific start. Well done, mate. Terrific. And any other? I'm going to try and think all the way through of words. I can <laughs> no, say that's brilliant. Fantastic. Really good. Um, so uh, we're going to start with the big game of the weekend. Should be a big contest at, at Wembley. Tottenham against Liverpool. Um, two teams who it's always fun to watch, um, and they always tend to serve up an entertaining game, don't they, James? Well, do, oh, sorry to nip in there. They're two fantastic teams, aren't they? <laughs> um, Yes, that can be your opinion, anyway, not necessarily well, mine. <laughs> well, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it's got all the ingredients, hasn't it? I think um, I think it's always nice when the early game is so good or looks, you know, looks to have to have the potential to be so good. Sort of just gets the weekend off to a good start, especially after having had two weeks of um, no domestic action, and obviously Liverpool have, have basically picked off picked up where they left off last season they've had a fantastic start hey. uh, they, you get one right you get one from now on is there, is there a fantastic klaxon there's one for you so that's your the two yellow cards one more <laughs> they've, uh, they've obviously got a 100% record uh, something Tottenham also had and looked like they were going to continue when they went to goal up at Vicarage Road only for Watford to come back and, and continue with their perfect start so I think the fact Spurs are at home um, are we calling Wembley home now I mean they've been there so long Kind of home. It looks it? like yeah. it's going to be their home for a while. Does, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they'll be they'll be confident of getting a result. I think, and, and I think they probably need one, having had that um, defeat to um, to Watford. But it's not going to be easy because they're going to be without two of their best players. Well, it's not going to be easy, and I don't think the statistics are on their side either. They obviously they won this fixture at Wembley last season four one, quite emphatically. Um, but they've only won one of their last eleven against Liverpool in the Premier League and, and Liverpool I feel that they've had a really good start to the season but the Leicester game was a bit of a reminder that they are beatable and I think Leicester had the better of them in that second half and I think that will be the lesson that Jurgen Klopp will hope his side has learned and they know that this is the first real test they've had this season I have to, I have to say I think the fixture list was relatively kind uh, to Liverpool to start with I think they had a West Ham team that were you know um, in their infancy I have to say that in pure positivity <laughs> um, and then they've played others who they were expected to beat like your, your Brightons um, and obviously Leicester they did manage to beat what was the third game I'm trying to uh, Crystal Palace Palace yeah so uh, away yeah so that was before the Brighton so mm. um 
this is the first real test they've had. This is this is for me the kind of this is the yardstick to whether they can go and mount a title um, uh, push this season. I, I really do believe they can. Interesting to hear Gary Neville um, his thoughts on it. He says Liverpool are the one team that truly frighten him as a Manchester United team. Not because he's Gary Neville is a red and he hates <laughs> gases. It's it's more the fact that, you know, he just has these nightmares of seeing the streets lined and uh, Liverpool celebrating and closing the gap on the 20 titles that Man United have got. Liverpool not won the title since 1990. So will the long wait finally be over? This is, for me, the moment that we'll see... It's a long way to go, but they have to beat Tottenham, don't they? I think Gary Neville would be getting a lot of tweets, wouldn't he, if Liverpool won the Absolutely. League, you imagine, no, yeah, uh, you <laughs> he might want to come off social media. <laughs> you mentioned Liverpool start there. Just going to run for Liverpool's next seven games, and I think this is going to be where you'll see yeah. if they stand up for. So Liverpool's next seven games. Tottenham away. PSG at home. Yeah, great game. Southampton man. at home. Chelsea at home in the League Cup. Chelsea away in the League. Yeah. Napoli away in the Champions League. Man City at home in the League. That's so, between now and the next international break. Now, that is surely where they stand up for. So, even though we're sort of in the premature days of, of the season, this could be the making of Jurgen Klopp's side. Yeah, uh, on to Tottenham, James. Had, as you mentioned earlier, they've had a couple of problems, uh, quite high-profile ones, obviously, in the case of Hugo Lloris, um, who we've seen in court listing driving charge. He's not going to be playing, and Deli Alli's out as well. Um, where do you see them? As, as you mentioned, they need a result, don't they, after the Watford game? Yeah, and especially with, obviously, the off-field problems that they've got as well. I just think... You know, it's been as far as international breaks go, about as disastrous as it could possibly be for a club side. Obviously, losing uh, Deli Ali, um, probably one of their most effective um, outfield players, especially in an attacking sense. And then also Hugo Lloris, who you know, he's not only one of the world's best goalkeepers; he's the club captain, and you know, he, he did have a knock. He didn't play the last Premier League game, but you know, we sort of expected him to be to be right for this game. We now understand he won't play for the next few weeks whether that is purely down to injury or whether Spurs have sort of advised him to, to go and get his head clear after his drink-drive charge, um, you know, that, that remains to be seen. But, you know, Spurs just need something to put smiles back on. I, I think face. there's also a bit of a, a worry over Harry Kane. Um, there's been suggestions that he's already tired. I mean, he's had a busy old summer, of course, with England. He's become a dad again. And, all right, he broke his August hoodoo, but he still kind of doesn't look like he's still... He's a gallop short at the minute, I yeah. think. So and and so there'll be a bit of concern over that. I think what one thing that they'll be hoping for though is is a penalty because apparently this fixture has thrown up more penalties than any other Premier League fixture. Well, there was two, twenty-two two last season, wasn't there? Was yeah. the game at Anfield. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was a start last season that Tottenham got more penalties in the league at Anfield than Liverpool did across the course, course of the whole season. <laughs> Liverpool had one and Tottenham had two. Um, <laughs> You're, I mean, talking about Harry Kane there, he, I think he's that sort. Of, he's a type of player who you can tell when he's not right on it, can't you? Mm. You can tell he just doesn't look as sharp. And against for England against Spain, he wasn't quite there, was he? No, I was surprised that Gareth Southgate actually brought him on in the second half against Switzerland. And I feel that he should have probably left, left Ruben Loftus-Cheek on, who needs game time. He's not playing for Chelsea a lot. And Harry Kane, he just looked like somebody could have just done with a few days off, really. So this game's come thick and fast, really, because it's, uh, it's the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. And I think there will be pressure now that Deli Ali's not playing. Where the goal's going to come from? So, yeah, uh, does, does Son return this week? I think he will. Now Ali's out, won't he? Yeah, he's, he'll be back in the squad anyway. It'd be interesting to see Harry. Harry fares obviously. He's had a, he's had a hectic few weeks, hasn't he, with the Asia Trophy? At yeah. least he hasn't got to do military service <laughs> for the next two years. That but was just quickly. Did we see Son's nutmeg? 
We did. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Oh that was great. He'd the send whole that kid, the whole son, the, the whole son story, the, the military service story. I think that's got to be made into a film or something. Oh. Like he's going to be, you know, you've got to win one game, otherwise you're going to be <laughs> sent into the military, and you're going to be, um, you know, you've got this image of him. And it's almost like 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 escape to victory, like Pele scoring that goal yeah, at the yeah. end, escape to victory. Maybe that, they should that say that to the England players. Look, <laughs> if you don't win, yeah. you're going to go in the army. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be the answer. Uh, just talking about penalties there, uh, one man who had a very uh, eventful international break was Mo Salah. He, against uh, Egypt, played Niger, and he, he missed two penalties. He scored wow. two goals, and he assisted two goals. So let's talk about Mo Salah, because um, <laughs> last, the last week when we were in Premier League action against Leicester, foolish me awful. decided to choose him as his triple captain. <laughs> and, you know, he missed from six yards. Uh, it's a criminal miss. Can you imagine if he, he got hooked as well. Can you imagine if he's your triple captain when he misses two penalties, scores two goals and gets two assists. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you count that up? I know. It's, it's unbelievable. But more for me for, for going so early on that. But there is a bit of a worry with Salah. And you have to question whether he's, again, in a similar situation to Kane. Is he fully fit yet? I know he had that injury from the Champions League final that rushed back into the World Cup when he wasn't ready. He really wasn't. And um, now he's, he's he has had a pre-season with Liverpool, but doesn't quite look as sharp as it. I think Mane's been the star man for Liverpool. That's what I think. I think it's, it's been less of a problem for Liverpool that Salah probably hasn't quite hit his straps yet because Mane's been so good. Um, one of my esteemed colleagues has some money on... Uh, Sadio Mane sounds like a very boot winner. sounds That's like a, a very um, price. Very wise really? what, what was the price? Uh, it was a word that begins with F and is, ends in tick. Price. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, he's looking good, isn't he? He's he's uh, he's really taken on that goal scoring mantle, hasn't he? And um, I thought right from the off, you saw him in the first game against West Ham, and, and he he looks switched on. He looks, and I think he's probably someone who was a bit forgotten about last season because Salah was taking all the headlines, and Firmino got a lot more praise last season than he had before there was Man- a suggestion Man- he was going to go to Real Madrid yeah if, you yeah. know it seems to me that Real Madrid have really dropped one there because they haven't replaced Ronaldo he'd have been perfect wouldn't he well he, Liverpool still needs to get a senior contract so mm. it might be something that some rumbles into next summer um, ok so uh, any predictions then Tottenham Liverpool game of the weekend just, I think Liverpool might nick it actually just, just, just give, given, given the problems that Spurs have got we mentioned no Ali, no Lloris. Uh, Liverpool's attacking talent just shows no signs of winning. You can't see them going to Wembley not scoring, which would obviously mean Tottenham also have to find the net. So I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. Agree? 2-1 Liverpool, yeah. I'll take that. That's fine. Um, moving on to, we talked about Liverpool and we're talking about their 100% record. What about Watford and their one? Wow. Well, no four one games. would have predicted that, would they? Four games, four wins, but now the biggest test comes in Manchester United in the late game on Saturday pretty fascinating game this one isn't it definitely um, I think it's one of those that now Watford fans will be really confident and they'll believe that they can beat Manchester United but what we've seen that was a doggy performance by Manchester United at Burnley that's the type that they'll need at Vicarage Road because it's not going to be easy and Watford will look to ruffle the feathers particularly you like said Troy Deeney I love Decoure I think he's quality so I think the midfield battle will be key Paul Pogba needs to turn up doesn't he um, and Lukaku was scoring in midweek for, for Belgium so I actually think the signs are looking good for United they've kept Sanchez he didn't go to he, he didn't go on international duty so he might be all the, the fresher for that I, I think this is the end of Watford's run and I know that listen Watford fans would be delighted I've said that because I tipped them for relegation <laughs> and I've got everything wrong so far but I just think that I, I think Manchester United will, will, will edge this one I think Jose will know he'll know how to master this game he's been in these type of games before and he'll know 
look, every time Jose Mourinho turns up to a, an away ground, it's the same with Manchester United, that team is extra motivated. They want to win even more. So I think that um, you'll see a similar performance from United as what we saw at Turf Moor. The, the disappointing thing is Marcus Rashford scored 2-2 two two for England and he's banned for it. Mm. So that's a shame for him because he might have forced his way in. But uh, I don't think Jose will have any... Uh, Tumbles this time, like he did at Wembley. Yeah. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll stand on his feet here and I'll, I'll see if, a Manchester United win. Even if Harry the Hornets going to go after him, yeah. yeah, just don't tell Roy Hodgson. Yeah, um, you mentioned Gary Neville there, and he suggested that Burnley, the Burnley win, could be a turning point. I think so. Um, do you think, in terms of going there and getting that result at a difficult ground? Yeah, you know, Watford have almost perhaps become the Burnley of this season. Maybe I'd say so too. Yeah, I think that um, Watford. Will, will surprise a lot of teams at home this season. And I don't think it will be a convincing win for Manchester. I think it will be, you know, fairly close. But I just, I think they've got that extra bit of quality and there's a certain few players who are hitting form at the right time, like Lukaku, and I think you'll get on the end of one. James, you haven't what for any chance? I mean, they beat Spurs in the last game. They came from behind to do it. Um, you know, if, if they can get on top early on in the game, we've seen United crumble already this season, Brighton especially. Yeah. Um, any any chance for them? Yeah, they certainly can't be written off. You know, you don't you don't win four games on the bounce in the Premier League by accident. Um, as you mentioned, they they showed that not only are they a, a decent football team, but they got a lot of character in the the way they came back against Tottenham, who were you know one of the teams you'd expect to be in the the top four or at least the top six um, at the end of the season. I, I agree with Matty. I think um, United's performance at Burnley said a lot about the side. There was. There were a lot of talk in the run-up to that game about the players and Mourinho being a bit disenfranchised from each other. You know, there was no evidence of that at Burnley. They all seemed to be playing for the manager, especially when when they went down to ten men. You know, they were dominant with ten men, which is which is never an easy thing to do, especially at a ground like Burnley. Um, Lukaku played very well in that Burnley game, scored goal very well. Scored for Belgium in midweek. Um, you know, the Marcus Rashford thing is a funny one, isn't it? Because he scored twice for England, but had he not had this three game ban would he have started both those games mm. you know probably not Yeah. so um, you know it's a, sort of a double edged sword there but it is a shame for him having got a couple of goals it would have been good to see him unleash from the start He's, he said he wants to play through the middle whether that's it's probably not going to be his number nine but if just playing off Lukaku and I'd personally like to see that Me I think, yeah. I think um, that, that is something that could work so that's something to look out for further down the line when he's back from his ban but just a moment of petulance really wasn't it from, mm. from Rashford and that's I suppose that's something that comes with the inexperience that he's got. Um, but yeah, I, given how they played at Burnley, I, I think United will have enough to, to get a win. Uh, we can't talk about Manchester United without mentioning Paul Pogba. Um, more comments on international duty, more of the situation. that you, It just looks as though it's this kind of, thinks it's just going to carry on. It's always going to be the story. I think it's really disappointing, actually. I think somebody who's, who's worn the armband for his club, a great club like Manchester United, you should not be saying those type of things. You know, and he's, he just can't help himself, it seems like. I know he's been asked about the same thing all the time. And, you know, he's got to answer something. It's a good story for us, isn't it? But I think if you're a Manchester United fan, I'd be really upset by this. And I know that quite a few have been. Really, my advice to him would be, look, just just keep quiet, really. And try and be professional about the matter. And if he can play such a big part of Man United in the future. All right, they're not... Perhaps they're not quite at the races yet, but it's still time. Just because you've won the World Cup last year, don't mean you're never going to win the Premier League title with Man United. There'll be times. It might not be this season. It might be next season. But if he's, if he cares about the club, then he needs to kind of knuckle down, stop listening to his agent, and actually, you know, because otherwise he's going to be 
he's going to be categorised as someone who's, you know, um, a bit of a mercenary and he's just in it for the money. And okay, he'll get a big move to Real Madrid or Barcelona eventually. But go and prove yourself. Go back to Manchester United and do what you said you was going to do and that's win the title. And then that way he could leave with his head high. You have to wonder how much of his stuff is his agent, don't you? I think we've seen it with him before. You know, this is not a new thing for me, nor I all that he's, he's always at it. And, you know, we, we've seen, obviously, Barcelona have been heavily linked with Pogba, probably more than Real Madrid. In the last summer window, we've seen, to me, it just seems to be exactly the same thing as what happened with Coutinho. It's exactly that, the, the dark sort of, arts. Yeah, they sort, of, they sort of made these noises one summer. Obviously, they got Coutinho in January. I don't see that happening with Pogba. I think he'll stay to at least the end of the season. Yeah. But there's been a few whispers this week that upon joining Manchester United, even just over two years ago now, um, that Raiola told Pogba play there for three years then we'll take you to we'll take you to Spain and, it's crazy it and really is and that, judging by the sounds that are coming out of what Pogba is saying um, during the international break you, I, I can believe that actually. Yeah, it, do, be- it does sound very plausible that that is probably the plan after all they've gone to Man United to boost his commercial image and his profile which they've done successfully now he's a brand in his own right isn't he Um but that's just real. I think that's a low blow for United. They deserve better as a football club. And someone like Paul Pogba, still a young player, but he needs to learn from this. And hopefully the Premier League chairman are in a meeting today, actually, um, to discuss the power of agents. Mm. And I think most of the chairmen are in agreement they need to curb it and they need to spread. So I think one of the proposals is that agent fees from transfers are spread across the players' wages. Uh, sorry, spread across the players uh, contract length mm. so you wouldn't get that lump sum of one million pounds for instance that would be spread across if the player honours that contract there's more of an incentive for the for the agents to keep the player at the club that way but whether that happens or not is another thing and for me at the minute agents like Raiola he's just got too much influence in what, what the young boy's thinking do you think these sort of things have always gone on though they're just a lot more brazen about it now like Raiola and Mendes and everyone it's more else. of a platform to do it isn't it yeah. like social media so yeah. Raiola's been particularly outspoken hasn't he on, on Twitter yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff yeah. Yeah. played an absolute yeah. blinder didn't he like with the whole London medical thing, <laughs> we're, all, we're all ringing around London clubs trying to find out where it's <laughs> going. Yeah. Turns out it's yeah. Olympiacos. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's the trouble. I think too many agents got too much influence at the minute. Yeah. Uh, okay. So sounds like you're both going for United win though at Watford. The end of Watford's glorious run. I think so, but only narrowly. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't see that going there and wiping the floor with them. But yeah, one nil, two nil, something like that. Okay, so we're going to the three o'clock games on Saturday, and the pick of them for me is uh, the game at St James's Park, Newcastle against Arsenal. Um, it was a game I remember Newcastle won last season uh, when Arsenal Wenger was really coming to the end of his tether and losing every game away. They went one 0 up, didn't they, Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and then um, Newcastle came back in the second. I think, think uh, Matt Ritchie scored. Yeah. Um, now we've seen Newcastle against uh, Manchester City and Chelsea and they barely left the halfway line. Surely you'd think against Arsenal there's more of an opportunity to attack there. They have to, I mean, because we spoke about this before. Arsenal, look, you know, you can see what Emery's trying to do and he's trying to play a certain style of football and a lot of that is by keeping possession and starting from the back. Petr Cech doesn't look completely comfortable in that situation. So, for me, if you're Newcastle, put the pressure on and bum forward a little bit. They've got some quick players, they can do it. But... He's part of the bus at home, hasn't he? He's been very negative, and and to the extent where a lot of the Newcastle players have actually come out and have had to defend the manager mm. for the tactics. I do understand to to a degree because look, I, I support West Ham, so when you play bigger teams and they're all bigger than us at the minute, you do need to adjust your tactics. 
you, it's game management, isn't mm. it? And if if you leave yourself open, it's a good chance you're going to get beaten. So perhaps that's the thinking for Newcastle. Yeah. Maybe Rafa doesn't believe he's got the quality to go head on with these sides. But I'd say looking at what Cardiff did, Cardiff didn't score a goal going into that Arsenal game, in, and they managed to score two. Mm. Now Arsenal. I'd say going forward they look really exciting I love the partnership that's blossoming between Aubameyang and Lacazette and I think Ozil's looking good as part of that at the back they're looking really vulnerable yeah. really vulnerable so I'd say Newcastle need to really try and push on and get something at home here I think at the back it just seems to be a sort of continuation of last year's problems really I know they brought in obviously a couple of new lads uh, so- uh, Socrates the Greek lad uh, Lick Steiner has come in but isn't really getting the team it always seems to be a mix and match, doesn't it? They're just putting the same players in. Mustafi's in there again. Yeah. Um, you know, Bellerin just doesn't really seem to have kicked on. Shaka in front of them Jack, still not, yeah. not doing a very good job. Is he sitting in front of that Do back you think four? This is Emery still perhaps working out about his I new think players. so, yeah. And, and, and I think he still needs a centre-half desperately. Obviously, Koscielny's um, still got his injury problems. He's, he's their best. And I don't think he wants to stick around too long no. either, does he? Well, I think Lichtstein has already, I think he's spoken in the international break, he's already talking about leaving the club. He's been there two minutes because you know, he's, he's not getting a game. And I think you know, he's, he's coming towards the end of his career. Mm. And, all those kinds of things. I, think I wonder if they should push Bellerin on, let, let him yeah, play more towards perhaps, the right yeah. wing. And but squeeze. I just think um, touching on Newcastle, you know, for me, one of the most frustrating teams to watch so far this mm. season. in those games against City and Chelsea, just with no intent to try and score a goal. And I think a lot of that is actually Benitez sending a message to Mike Ashley, sending a message to the board. This is what you've left me. Yeah. This is this is the the only thing that I can do to try and get result. But the thing is, when they went a goal down against Chelsea, they started playing. They got yeah. a goal straight away. Yeah, they did against yeah. Tottenham, didn't yeah. they? They went one nil down and they and, got a goal back. You know, so I think, but as Matty and, touched and on, yeah. yeah, as Matty touched on there with the, the Cardiff result, obviously Arsenal were not 3-2 winners, but Rafa Benitez has got to be looking at that and thinking if Cardiff can score two, we, we can surely get at this Arsenal back line. You know, Arsenal's another club like Tottenham, uh, sorry, Newcastle's another club like Tottenham, um, they just need a result, don't they? I think there's still a lot of problems engulfing that football club. There'll probably be more protests before the game again at the weekend, and you know, but they'll always turn up the Geordies, and there'll be another full house there, and it could just be the kick up the backside they need if they can get a win. Yeah, um, but then Arsenal need the win as well, don't they? Because they've fallen, they've fallen away from the top four. Those two early defeats were really hard games they were given. It was an awful start to the season to play City and, and Chelsea. Yeah, but fact of the matter is they're six points off the teams at the top and, and they can't afford to let that get too big they can't and this is a, again we talk, we spoke about Liverpool and their European commitments Arsenal Europa League starts on Thursday for them so I think they they've need got to I think they're called yeah God knows where they're <laughs> from but you know the, the fact is I think it's a home game isn't it yeah. but it's going the Thursday Sunday conundrum is, is something that has tested them and beaten them in, in years gone by you know, last season their away form was terrible so they need to get points on the board now and this is a good time to play Newcastle yeah so do you see Newcastle setting up in that negative way again I and, can't see them uh, changing yeah. I, I really can't I mean look they've had 10-12 days to work on the training ground to, to, for this game but I doubt very much Benitez is going to rip up the formula and, and start again I just think it is what it is and they'll be looking to kind of hit on the break to the Sunday matches now. Um, I'm not questioning Sky Sports for their for their choice. <laughs> well, I am really. But do they still call it Super Sunday? I'm not sure, sure if they will. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, I, mean, I don't see what your problem is. Personally, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Wolf, you know, Wolves Burnley is an exciting game. Um, so, we'll, yeah, we'll just have a quick look at that. I mean, Wolves 
we know from from someone who, who, who works here that Wolves had big oh. ambitions. Oh, yeah, he uh, reminded me. Uh, Wolves, had, Wolves had, had big ambitions at the start of the season. Um, and so if they are going to be as sort of safe as he thinks they will, then they need to beat a Burnley team who haven't got going. I've got to say, I was really impressed with Wolves. They were well-drilled, organised. They had a good plan, executed their tactics superbly. Oh, West Ham, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, at that game. And I think, actually, they'll be a good side to watch on Super Sunday. Um, I do believe that... The two boys in midfield are sensational together. What I understand, they've got bringing the experience of Matinho to put alongside Ruben Neves is a great call. Really good decision. And just at the back, you've got um, the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio. Mm. Superb goalie. Really made some outstanding saves against West Ham to keep Wolves in it when it was 0-0. And then they bring on someone with a pace of Adama Traore, who's just such He's an explosive threat. I mean, yeah, he, watching him warm up, he was just like, he was like a gazelle. Yeah, yeah, that, incredible. That goal he scored against West Ham, like... He just I, seemed to... I, yeah, I, just don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone run that fast. No, it was like I someone, mean, Usain Bolt, everything. Someone just pressed yeah. fast forward and he just went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and, and you know, he was in the right stadium for it, for Usain Bolt, wasn't he? Yeah. But he, yeah, <laughs> It, it, it seems to be, yeah, he should have been on the, on the side of the pitch, then ran in the middle of it. And is it, I think it was Aaron Cresswell, was it, who was defending? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. no slouch, you know. And no, he, he can run the boy, but... Left him for dead. This is the thing with Wolves, they've got options, and I think they'll surprise a few teams this year. Um, that was their first win. They've had a couple of draws, and they had one defeat at Leicester. But I do think that um, this is a good game for them. Burnley, we all... We all praised them last season, saying what a wonderful side they were under Sean Dice. They've had a difficult start to the season, a long start because the Europa League campaigns took its toll. Now they've had a break and they need to get back to what they did best last season. So um, this is a massive game for them. I don't think Sean Dice under any, under any no. pressure whatsoever, no. but there comes a moment where the players will start to think, hang on a minute, are we gonna, are we in a relegation mm. uh, scrap here? I mean, I don't, I don't like that whole idea of they're better off going out of Europe because you want to think the fans are going to have their away days and have a great time. But they're just looking at, looking at the squad they started the season with. They never looked equipped to handle both, did it? Well, that's the thing. I think they had to they had to give their all in, in these uh, preliminary European games. You know, Burnley as a club, they're pretty humble. I think they're pretty honest. They, they know this isn't going to happen again, probably not for a long time. Um, to have that opportunity, you've got to throw everything at it. Mm. And ultimately, the Premier League, came as a second priority and I think they were unlucky with their draws as well weren't they yeah they, they were played proper, the yeah. Istanbul team yeah. and they played Olympiacos and yeah you know they're tough teams to play. but I think and that's ultimately why they've had a bad start in the Premier League now they have had that break I'm sure they'll, they'll knuckle back down I'm sure Turf Moor will become a very difficult place to go once again uh, once they have sort of got, got that charge back in the batteries I, I don't see them being in any sort of trouble and even if they are we saw when when they got promoted to the Premier League the first side and went straight back down, they stuck with Sean Dyche, I think, which is why they were in a, such a healthy position to come back up and you know finish where they did last year. So, you know, it's a very well-run football club. There's a lot of other clubs could learn a lot from Burnley. And, uh, yeah, I, for one, hope that they um, they pick up. And Joe Hart, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had a few pelters, hasn't he, over the, over yeah. the last season or so. He actually played really well against Manchester United. I thought mm. he, he yeah, always saved the penalty. Didn't he? Yeah, so I think that's um, he's had a decent start to life actually, hasn't he, Burnley? He's yeah, he'll keep his place. I think the Fulham game he was a bit dodgy, but other than that, he's he's done all right. So I think he'll keep his place. But then Tom Heaton's 
fit again now so mm. he'll be looking to push and then Nick Pope will come back eventually so you yeah. know this is a very interesting situation keeping English goalkeeping going Burnley aren't they yeah, yeah. somehow really they are but Anders Lindegaard who's still on the books there you had to play the first game didn't he because and then all of a sudden he's just gone back to fourth choice again what a job eh we should look at that shouldn't we fourth choice keepers I did that once I did it I did a a third choice keepers like a ranking of them all yeah I remember Nick Pope being in it so he's he's got a good promotion yeah, since then. Definitely, yeah. Richard Wright, more Premier League Richard titles Wright was in hot dinners. Stuart Taylor's called time there. now, and he, he was in there. I think it was back when um, Alex Manninger was at Liverpool, so he, he, he was in there for a bit. And <laughs> yeah, it was uh, strange days. But um, anyway, on to the other game. Uh, yeah, Everton against West Ham. Um, so you've got an Everton team who, all I keep reading, have got loads of injured players against the West Ham team who have got no points. <laughs> um, I mean. In a curious way, it's very you sound fa- like it's that fascinating. Raider, then you got no points. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually set up for quite an interesting game, I guess, because yeah, uh, you know, if if Everton are going to be this makeshift team, which we're being told they will be, because I'm Richarlison suspended as well, um, then is this a chance for West Ham to get off the mark? Everton have always been a bogey side for West Ham. Um, it's not every side at the moment. Yeah, we've said that, but particularly <laughs> yeah. going away to Everton has never been a, a happy experience. In fact, maybe one of the first times I went up there, that was 1994, Tim Breaker scored on New Year's Day and it was 1-0 to West Ham. Mm. But other than that, I think we saw a few years ago, West Ham beat them 3-2 in a great comeback. Dimitri Payet, oh, yeah. um, what, what a game that was. But uh, Rooney's, Rooney's hat-trick last season. But then, yeah, you go, goal, uh, yeah. most games we go to Goodison, we get thumped like 4 or 5 nil. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think the the one thing that's benefited West Ham here is that there's an awful lot of injuries at Everton, 11 in total, mm. and missing players as well, like you mentioned, Richarlison. So there is a good chance here for West Ham to get their points that they're so desperately craving. And they have to, because if they don't get a point at Goodison Park, I tell you what, I think a few fingers will be pointed at Manuel Pellegrini. Did the international break come at a good time for him now, do you think? Yes, it did. And probably a good time for him because he, he, he got a chance to recharge the batteries. It was all very sudden this summer. He's had, he has had time. There's no excuses. He's had time. You can see what he's trying to do with West Ham. He's trying to play a particular brand of football, tiki-taka style. But the players are not up to speed yet. And some of them are not up to scratch either. But I think once it does click, that's got the makings of a good side there you've got some half decent players particularly Ar- Arnautovic he's a handful on his day Moyes got the best out of him David Moyes um, and he didn't really feed the ego too often either mm. whereas I do feel this season they've kind of bowed to Arnautovic too often giving him the armband I, I didn't think that was particularly the best mm. decision okay sometimes you give your best players the armband don't you you say you're a captain Leave but I don't think he's a captain is he he's not for me he's not a natural no. leader and that's what West Ham have missed in the last uh, game or so. I'd like to see Mark Noble come back in the team. But then he can't particularly play well with Wilshire. There's a bit too like for like there. So a few, few choices for Pellegrini to make. If it was my call, if I was a West Ham manager, I'd probably change the, the system for this one and go 3-5-2. Uh, James Norwich-Allison for Everton. We saw him for Brazil in the week. Uh, get a couple of goals and it was his first start. Really exciting talent. He's obviously got you know a couple of goals for Everton as well. How how big of a miss is he going to be? Yeah, again, as I touched on Marcus Rashford earlier, just absolute petulance from Richarlison, mm. and he can have no complaints at getting sent off. Really bad tackle, and, and he deserved the red card, and that's going to be a huge blow for Everton. I think what the Toffees will be, um, who, who they will be looking to, is Theo Walcott, who's another player who's had a very good start to the season. Obviously, trying to reinvent himself 
uh, still hasn't given up on an England recall and you know if he if he carries on um, in the next six or seven weeks before so it's six or seven games before the next international break he could yet force his way in there so yeah I think it's a really interesting game actually I think out of the two games on Sunday this is the one <laughs> this is the one I'd be uh, looking forward to watching most uh, West Ham although they've had a shocking start you know as Matty touched on there are some good players there really interested to see how Jack Wilshere uh, continues to to progress there you know we know all about his talent um, he's managed to stay fit so far so um, if he can carry that on them um, they have got certainly got a good player there and uh, and Anatovic as well so yeah I think I'd still lean towards Everton but it should be a good game None out of five for West Ham then, then the pressure will I be I think on. there's even harder games to come isn't there as well after that yeah there are they've got Chelsea at home next Sunday because Chelsea are in the Europa League of course yeah um, I can't remember they've got my, my Europa League knowledge extends to your Arsenal Chelsea's group is bizarre it's like a I, I think I think one of our colleagues tweeted it saying it's like a it's like a drunken text message Chelsea's group yeah, um, yeah so there's hope there you know once West Ham beat Everton then they'll beat Chelsea and then they've got Manchester United so yeah I think three Manuel three. Pellegrini manager of the month for September <laughs> and uh, everything's good again our title charge is reignited that would be fantastic. Join us it? at the end of September when that's all happened. Yeah, um, and, you I know. suppose all that just makes this weekend an even bigger game, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really United is. Yeah. To come, you think if they're going to get anything from those games, it need they need to win this weekend and yeah. get that confidence. They've got to get a point at least. Yeah, just take something away from it. A good performance would be would be would be brilliant for West Ham. They can't get beaten and they can't get beaten badly either, which we've seen at Everton far too many times. Right, so Manuel, if you're listening, um, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the message that you need to take. To I'll be waiting that. outside Ross Green <laughs> training and saying, come on, mate, sweetheart. Right, so that'll, uh, that'll do us for this week. Um, enjoy your Premier League weekend. It's nice to have it back, isn't it, after, yeah. uh, after all the internationals. I think I've worked out what the Nation's Cup is now, but by, 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 by the time it comes back round again, I think I'll be really on it. Well, it's all right, we'll get Aaron Flanagan back to explain it again. He probably should come back, really. I've been terrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks to you too. Um, and what is it, Fanners always says, you, if, you, if you like us, you can, uh, you can give us a five-star rating. Yeah. You can, you can follow us on... Acast. Acast and... iTunes. iTunes. And give us... Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Like. Like. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Share. Share. Um, say hello to us shake our hands uh, buy us a pint yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, definitely buy us a pint yeah do that um, <laughs> and, and don't forget Jonesy I'm just going to nip in you can follow all the big games do that this weekend at Mirror Football and Wolves v Burnley um, so thank you very much <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week <laughs>